Hey, it's, a, it's such an honor to have you with us today as a part of your weekend. I'm so glad you're here. We are actually in week three of an eight-week adventure that we're calling Tangible Kingdom. And it's really been an incredible journey so far. In week one, we talked about this topic, what is missional? And it's really the idea that wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, God has placed you there for a reason. He has a mission for your life, a purpose for your life. And our response to the mission of God is simply to go. What is missional? That was week one. Last week we said if missional means to go, then incarnational is how we go. We talked about how, how Jesus took on flesh. And so to go in the way of Jesus, to go incarnationally, is to go in a way that is genuine and human with people. But guys, none of this matters if, if we don't say the one thing that's going to change someone's life. And what we're talking about today is we're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here today and you don't know what the gospel is. Maybe this is a new word or a new concept. Maybe you don't know why the gospel is so incredible. But I can't wait to tell you about the one thing that has changed my life and has changed so many people's lives. And it's the gospel. The gospel is amazing. It's powerful. It's life-changing. It's, it's better than a new puppy. It's more inspiring than a day at the beach. It's more thrilling than seeing your favorite football team win the Super Bowl. Which for me is the Broncos. Now I noticed we sang earlier today, I will rise on eagle's wings. That's not what you guys think it is. <laughs> Uh, you remember singing that real strong, I'll rise on eagle's wings, oh yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's not that. We're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 1972, Charlie Duke became the 10th and the youngest astronaut to ever walk on the surface of the moon. I think that would be pretty amazing, walking on the surface of the moon. I, I would do that. That's kind of that's bucket list right there. Can you imagine looking back and seeing the earth? Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be a pretty cool experience. Charlie Duke and his team spent three days on the surface of the moon. Pretty cool. And in this very special moment on his third day, he took out a, a family photo and he left it on the surface of the moon. How cool is that? Look at that. Still there today. Charlie Duke, 38 years old, 37 years old, loving his family all the way to the moon and back. He can actually say that. <laughs> I loved you all the way to the moon and back. It doesn't get better than that. Achievement, accomplishment, top of his career, family. And yet that moment was not the biggest moment of Charlie Duke's life. As he would say it, his biggest moment came six years later after walking on the moon when he heard the gospel and he began a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he would go on to say, he, he said, walking on the moon was three days. 
But walking with Jesus is forever. He said, walking on the moon didn't change my life. Jesus changed my life. Walking with Jesus. So what we're talking about today, guys, what we're talking about, the gospel, it's more incredible than actually walking on the moon. According to somebody that did that. Think about that. We're really talking about something that's life-changing. So we're going to take the next 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the gospel. What is the gospel all about? How has it changed my life? How is it changing our lives? How can it change the lives of people we know and love? That's what we're talking about today. When Jesus came, he came proclaiming the gospel. And so I'm going to share our scripture for the day. It's Mark 1, 14 and 15. We'll actually put it up on the screen for you. It's just two verses. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now Jesus has just arrived on the scene. And what's he doing? He's proclaiming the gospel. Check it out. Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. And saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. Jesus came proclaiming the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel, it's here, it's at hand. What an incredible passage of scripture. And as we look at it today, we're really asking a simple question. What's the gospel all about? What is this gospel that can change lives. So let's pray. We'll dive in. God, thanks for this morning and thank you for this powerful truth that we're about to study, God, for this truth that so many of us experience that that you are an awesome God and that Jesus came to rescue us and that we can experience a life-changing relationship with God. So I just pray today our hearts would be stirred by your word. God, I pray that our hearts would be set on fire with the truth of this gospel. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so what is the gospel all about? Really three things. So we look at Mark 1, 14 through 15. The first thing I see and the first thing that I notice is that the gospel is all about Jesus. Now, I know that sounds kind of Sunday school today, but I think it's worth saying That our gospel is all about Jesus. Jesus came proclaiming the gospel. It's hard to love the gospel if you don't know what it's about. That's one of the biggest problems that I I see in the church today. I spent 10 years as a youth pastor in Colorado, and I'll never forget the day when we had our student leaders. We were working with our student leaders, and we put a big piece of paper up on the wall, and we wrote at the top, what is the gospel? These are our student leaders. I'm thinking, easy question, right? Doesn't get more Sunday school than that. What is the gospel? These are our best and brightest students. Many of them had grown up in Christian homes. They'd been a part of our church, our program. And they began to say great things. What's the gospel? We wrote it on the wall. It's God's love, forgiveness, faith, hope, eternal life, heaven, victory, We went on and on and on. And we took a step back and we were all done. I said, guys, take a look at that list. I said, there is one 
really important word missing from this list. Do you know what it is? Do you guys know what it is? Jesus. We never said it's all about Jesus. I just want to say today, what is the gospel all about? Let me help you out. It's all about Jesus. Sometimes the Sunday school answers are actually the very best answers. In Colossians 1.28, Paul's talking about the gospel, and he says, we proclaim him, Jesus. We've got four gospels in our Bible, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. What are those gospels about? Jesus. Okay, good. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his life, his death, his resurrection. Look at Mark 1, 14 and 15. Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. And so let me just point out a few things in this verse. First of all, Jesus is proclaiming the gospel. Now the word gospel comes from a Greek word, euangelion, which means good news. Jesus is proclaiming good news. And what is our good news? What is our gospel, church? It is Jesus. He's our good news. He's our gospel. The gospel is good news. It is the gospel of God. It's good news about our relationship with God. And it's all about Jesus. And so the question is, if the gospel is all about Jesus, if the gospel means good news, why is our gospel such good news? Why is this so incredible and life-changing? Why does Charlie Duke say, walking on the moon? Ah, that's just three days, but walking with Jesus is forever. Because the gospel is about Jesus, number one, and the gospel, number two, is about kingdom breakthrough. And I, I think... What's missing in a lot of our understanding of the gospel is this idea of the kingdom. When Jesus came to earth, he talked about the kingdom more than anything else. Then you can go look it up. He talks about it in many different ways. He actually talks about the kingdom more than he talks about heaven or hell or anything else. He would tell stories and parables and say the kingdom of heaven is like. It, it, the kingdom is actually the thing Jesus wants to talk about when he's on earth. And we look at Mark 1.14 and it says, Now after John was arrested... Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel, the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled, though what? The kingdom of God is at hand. He's proclaiming the gospel. He's talking about the kingdom. And so Jesus is actually proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And for Jesus, the gospel is very much connected to this concept of the kingdom. In fact, when Jesus sends out his followers, he says, this is what I want you to proclaim. Matthew 10, 7. And proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what Jesus is excited about. It's the good news he's proclaiming. We look at the apostle Paul, the gospel writer, or the gospel proclaimer. And at the end of the book of Acts, the apostle Paul is in Rome, and what's he doing? Acts 28, 31. He's proclaiming the kingdom of God. 
And he taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. I love this. With all boldness and without hindrance. That's pretty awesome. Paul's a pretty awesome guy right there. So what's this gospel about? What is our, what is our message? It's Jesus and it's the kingdom. And Jesus is bringing a message of kingdom breakthrough. And so we got to ask ourselves, what is the kingdom? What is he talking about? And I think the fact that he uses this word kingdom tells us something. Kingdom is speaking of this reign of God for sure. But the fact that he uses the word kingdom tells us it's big. Right? A kingdom, I think big. This is a big message. It's a big gospel. It's kingdom. And what you're going to read in your primer this week is how big the gospel really is. Here's what the primer says. It says the definition of the word gospel is good news. It's a simple word for something big. It's big. Bigger than walking on the moon. The gospel that Jesus talked about was so big. He had to give people many different teachings and practical examples. His gospel was about a new kingdom that would change everything about a person, their community, and their world. And by the way, this is exactly what Jesus is talking about in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into, the, into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, It's happening. The time's fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Something big is happening here. It's the kingdom of God. It's where God is real and Jesus is king. Other places call it the kingdom of heaven. What's heaven all about? Isn't that where all of God's plans and purposes for our life and his world begin to come true? It's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of heaven. Right? Where, where sin is forgiven. Where the captive is set free. Where tears are wiped away. Paul will say later that the kingdom is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. And so God is up to something big. And I was always taught growing up that all this kingdom stuff was always for afterlife. And I was thinking, man, that's going to be cool afterlife. And it is going to be cool. And we would go out and we would share the gospel with people so that they would believe in Jesus. And so that when they would die, they could have the kingdom. And what's Jesus saying? He's saying the kingdom is at hand. It's within our reach. It's within our grasp. Isn't that incredible? The kingdom is at hand. It's here. It's real. The presence of God is breaking into our lives and our story in an incredibly powerful way. Kingdom's big. It's the reign of God. It's God's action on planet Earth. Do you, do you guys believe God's working in the world right now in a powerful way? That's kingdom. Kingdom is what God is doing on this earth. And it's not just for when you die. Listen, it's not even just a church thing. It's happening all around us. Jesus says the kingdom is at hand. You can reach out and, and, and grab a hold of it. It's tangible. It's a coming kingdom. It's not just then and there, it's here and now. A new reality is touching down and it's changing everything on planet Earth. 
It's changing people's lives. It's changing communities. It can change nations if we let it. It is a new reality, a kingdom reality. And the possibility for you to live in the reality of God's kingdom, the possibility that God could come into your life and change your life and change your story is the greatest thing any human being could ever experience. It's kingdom. It's at hand. I don't want you to miss the bigness of what God wants to do in your life. This is no small gospel. And in your primer, it's going to talk about the incredible shrinking gospel. And I would just say, if we only make the gospel about having our sins forgiven so we go to heaven when we die, we're missing the bigness of the gospel. And all that's true, and all that's wonderful, and I believe all that, and that changes my life, but it's bigger. We're talking about good news of kingdom breakthrough. I don't know what you're walking through today. But how many of you believe God can break through? I believe that. It's a gospel of kingdom breakthrough. God can break through. And maybe you're here today and there's a situation in your life. And you feel the anxiety of that. There's fear about something that's coming. Fear of the future. Maybe it's a marriage in crisis or a burdensome financial situation. Maybe it's loneliness. Just feeling like you're going through life all by yourself. I think every one of us here today, including me, has something. We all have something in our life and we're saying, I need God to break through. You have something like that in your life? I sure do. What's Jesus saying? He's saying, if you'll trust me, in the depth of your being, my kingdom can begin to break through right there. God is here. His kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. He's bringing good news of kingdom breakthrough. It's the good news that God is here, God is real, and he can break into your life and you can begin a relationship with him. Breakthrough is breakthrough. Breakthrough is not arrival. Does that make sense? Trusting Jesus doesn't take all your problems away. But it is breakthrough. And it is real. And God is real. A lot of times we talk about the kingdom. We say the kingdom of God is already and it's not yet. It is already, and it's not yet. And we don't want to miss that truth. And so I urge you today to step into God's already and to begin to trust him with your not yet. Because whatever you're walking through today, whatever your friends or family members or loved ones might be going through, I'm telling you there's hope telling you there's a God that's for you and against you. There is an opportunity to turn the story around. That's what repentance means. It means change of direction. 
and God can come into your story. That's the good news Jesus proclaimed. Isn't that awesome? That through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, he can come into our story, change everything, and make it good and beautiful. That's who he is. So that's what the gospel's all about. It's about Jesus. It's about kingdom breakthrough. Kingdom is at hand. God's at work. And he can be a part of your story through Jesus Christ. Last thing. I love this one. The gospel is about having a story to share. Many of us in this room, we have a story to share. Our life has been changed by the gospel. And that's true for me. I have a story to share. Go back to when I was 17 years old. And I desperately needed a breakthrough. If I'm honest, in my home growing up, there was a lot of, of just tension and conflict. And, and I hated it. I hated my parents. I was not happy at school. I did not have God in my life. It was a pretty low time of my life as a teenager. But you know where I began to see life? You know where I began to see hope or the kingdom? Isn't it amazing? God started to put some Christian friends in my life. One of them became my best friend. We played a lot of tennis together. Maybe I'll tell you some of those stories. And I got to, I was invited many times to be a part of his family, which was a Christian home. And the kingdom became tangible to me in those places. He invited me to a Bible study on, on a Wednesday afternoon, a guy's Bible study, and I started to go to that. I met a girl, and she started to talk to me about how she would read the Bible and how it would change her day. And I was like, really? She invited me to youth group. So God started to put people who were willing to be good news for my life. And the kingdom started to become tangible. So the guy... He was my best friend. The girl, okay, I kind of liked her. But Jesus, I wasn't sure about. But God was working in my life. And I can tell you exactly the day where my life changed. It was a Sunday morning. And I wasn't at church. I didn't go to church. I was in the McDonald's drive-thru with my headset on, with my uniform on, handing out bags of greasy McDonald's food. It's just another day working the McDonald's drive-thru. And the kingdom of God was at hand. And I will never forget the day that a big, rusty, beat-up, brown van drove through my drive-thru window. And I looked inside. There were two guys in this beat-up 
dirty van that were just as dirty as the van. They were old guys with big beards and wrinkly skin, kind of the, I mean, maybe they were fresh from the mountains. I don't know. But I handed them their sausage biscuits. And one of the guys looks at me and he goes, he goes, it's Sunday. He says, you should be at church. I just said thank you, and he, he drove off. I could not stop thinking about that the rest of the day. It's Sunday. You should be at church. It was just blown up inside of me. I started to realize that what I needed in life, the one thing that could actually make me happy was not in a McDonald's drive-thru on Sunday morning. I didn't need cheeseburgers. I didn't need a paycheck. I needed Jesus. So that day, in a McDonald's, I made a choice for myself. Not for my mom and dad. Not for my pastor. Not for my friends. I made a choice for myself. I went to my manager, and as a first step of faith... Really, I said, take me off Sundays. I'm going to church. And she thought I was crazy. And my parents thought I was crazy because they thought I needed that money. But I knew that what I needed more than anything else was God in my life. And he came in and he changed my life. It was a moment of kingdom breakthrough. And throughout my life, as I've done that, repent and believe the gospel, and the more that I turn to Christ, the more that I begin to believe the truth of who he is, the more that kingdom becomes real in my life. Isn't it amazing how that works? You can never exhaust the presence and the power of God. The gospel is about having a story to share. Many of you here today, you have a story. That's why I love week three of the Tangible Kingdom. In your group this week, you're going to have an opportunity to share your story and to hear other people's story of coming to faith. Bring your tissues. A lot of tears. Week three. One of the most powerful things you can do is to share your story with other people. I meet a lot of Christians and they don't share their faith because... They don't know how to share their faith. Listen, one of the most powerful ways to share your faith is to simply tell your story. <laughs> your story will preach. That's the first story you have to share. There's a second story, and it's the God story. It's what we teach our kids right now, the big God story. There's a big God story that we can share with people around us. It's the story of Jesus. It's the gospel message. The gospel is the good news of what God is doing in our life and in our world through the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And there are many ways you can share this story with people. Um, and sometimes you get trained 
how to share the story. Anybody ever get trained how to share the gospel? Good. Learn the bridge or four spiritual laws or um, Roman road. Some of you are here, this is, you're like, what is he talking about? As we go through the primer this week, you're going to see the big God story, the gospel. And it's going to break it into four powerful moves. And if we can put the next slide up. This is the big God story. Some of you have uh, little ones, children. Get the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's going to show how every story in the Bible is a part of this big gospel story. It's what we teach our kids here at Hope. The big God story. It's a story of creation. God made you. He loves you. It's a story of fall. Things are not right in our life. And a lot of it is because of our own sin. It's the story of redemption. Isn't it cool that our God is a redeemer? And so he redeems our story in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's the story of ultimate restoration of all things. That's the coming kingdom. That's going to be mind-blowing. And the way that we're going to share our stories, you look, it, we're going to share our story through this lens of the gospel story. That's one way to think about the gospel or to share the gospel. Here's another one. It's one that Angie and I learned at a youth conference. Dare to share. They taught us this, this way of sh sharing the gospel. It's an acronym, G-O-S-P-E-L. And then they sent us out onto the streets of Denver and we knocked on doors and we practiced. It was fun. I love this. The gospel story. I would challenge you all to memorize this. G. God created us to be with him. That's Genesis 1, isn't it? Genesis 1 and 2. God created us to be with him. This is the big story. O. Our sins separate us from God. That's Genesis 3. S. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. We can't save ourselves. That's the whole Old Testament. Genesis 4 through the end of the Old Testament. P, paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Matthew, Mark, Luke. E, everyone who trusts in Jesus alone has eternal life. Gospel of John, all about eternal life. And life with Jesus starts now. And last forever. That's revelation. That's the big God story. And it's easy to memorize. It's easy to share. It's the gospel. Oh, Angie says we could sing it. I'll let her lead that. <laughs> Every Christian has two stories to share, don't we? We have our story and we have the gospel story. And that's what the gospel's about. The gospel's about having a story to share. Mark 1.14, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. So the gospel is about three things. It's about Jesus. It's about the kingdom breaking through, changing lives, changing stories. And it's about having a story to share. So what's our action step for this week? Each week we've been getting an action step in, in our Tangible Kingdom Primer. The first action step is to discover the kingdom. I think this is actually a powerful one. It's God is working all around us. 
A kingdom is happening all around us. I think a lot of times we just don't see it. Maybe we don't even see what the God is doing, what kingdom is happening even in our own heart. So the very first step is just to say, ask God, God, would you show me? Would you show me the kingdom stuff that you're doing in my life? God, would you, what, what, what kingdom stuff is happening in your neighborhood? What kingdom stuff is happening at your school or your workplace or in a relationship that you have? I think the step one is just to ask God, God, show me how you're working in my life and in my relationship. Show me how you're working around me. Discover the gospel. Number two, be good news. I, and I, as I think about my own story, you know, what, what's, what's good news when you're not a Christian? For me, being good news, or for me, the good news was having someone in my life who loved Jesus. As someone who didn't know God, good news in my life was having a friend who loved Jesus and who would make the kingdom tangible to me. And for some of you here today, that's you. You're that person that gets to be good news to some other people around you. And so our, our primer encourages us again this week to, to be intentional and to think about how we might be able to bless tangibly some people in our life with no strings attached. So discover the gospel. God, how are you working around me? Be good news. Who can you bless? Who can you encourage? And then I got to add this one. Say good news. We got to say good news. And, and I'm, I think our primer tends to stop short of actually encouraging us to say good news. And I'm looking at the action step and it's like, mow your neighbor's lawn, you know, bake some cookies. And I'm like, that's awesome. But at some point we got to share this, right? The kingdom is at hand. And so take some time, tell someone the amazing things that God has done in your life. Tell someone how awesome our God is. Got to find a way sometimes to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So friends, God is real. His kingdom is at hand. It's within our grasp. It is, it's changed my life. It's changed your life. It is changing planet Earth. And that starts now, and that lasts forever. And that's the good news of Jesus Christ. I love Charlie Duke. Walking on the moon, ah, that's just three days. Walking with Jesus, that's forever. Let's pray. So God, thank you for being a God who redeems and rescues. Thanks for breaking into our world in Jesus and dying on a cross for our sins so that we might have a relationship with God. It's such a powerful truth that we don't have to go through life alone. We don't have to go through life without hope. There is a kingdom breaking through. There is a crown. There is a God who reigns. We know that you win the victory. And so maybe today the very first victory is to repent and to believe the gospel. It is a turnaround moment. It is a moment of breakthrough. And so, God, we just pray for those breakthroughs today. Sometimes our heart is the biggest hindrance to the gospel. So would you soften our hearts and open our hearts to receive the kingdom of God?
Thank you for good news today. Thank you for a gospel. Thank you for Jesus Christ. For everything you're doing in our lives. May we be those who see it, who believe it, who become it, and who share it with the world around us. In Jesus' name.